I, again, I think for a brief second about how it could have been avoided, but spent most of my time creating a solution. And uh, for me, that has just been so much more effective because I'm not wasting all that time. And it's just, there's only so much you can do to like, you can't really change what happened, right? You change what happens next. So I'm much more focused on the solution and the future to, uh, to kind of solve that problem. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really excited to uh, be bringing a young leader in our program to the podcast today. Mackenzie Mercier, or Mac, uh, is a kinesiology student at Queen's University, joined our program, did $100,000 for the business, and jumped to $250,000 for the business, was, was one of our top operators, really learned, really grew, really developed, and uh, has gone into this season. And at, at January training, he set a $400,000 goal. Um, in the podcast, I learned that he's actually moved the goal to 500,000. I guess he's he's been encouraged and, and challenged uh, by Amir and by by you know just setting a bigger goal, you know. And he just it's really really amazing his level of enthusiasm, commitment, and focus. I know listeners of all age groups will will love this this podcast. Will be inspired by what he's up to, and uh, I know you'll really. Uh, really, really love what, what's, what's coming up for you. And uh, if you know any amazing young leaders like Mac and who are looking to really set their lives apart and really jump ahead, please reach out to us. You know, they can go to studentworks.com slash apply. They can, you could send me an email at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. And I would love if you refer our podcast to other young leaders. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Mackenzie, so thank you very much for joining us today on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me and happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Fantastic. All right. So, um, so um, I know uh, this is your third year in the business, but I'm going to take you back before you were in our business. Okay. So, so I know you're a Queen student and, but what was it, what was your first year like running a business when previously you'd kind of your previous ex best experience or most work experience was running like a landscaping crew with two people. And then all of a sudden you're running a hundred K business. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question. So I ran, uh, well, I was a part of the landscape business, actually my dad's business called TLC. Okay. And uh, I wasn't so much managing or anything like that. I was part of a crew and I really enjoyed it. I was actually, uh, I think the minimum wage at that time was about 11, 25 or something, something like that. And I was getting paid $15. And I, you know, I was happy with that. I always wanted to do more. I saw him, you know, start his, well, I didn't see him start his business, but I saw him running it, you know, yeah. I was, when I was in my childhood. And then I also had a cousin that had a bath bomb company. He just started that about five years ago or so. And I always thought that was really, really inspiring. So I always wanted to take some sort of leap of, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, found out about student works in my first year and at Queens University and, you know, thought this was a perfect opportunity. 
So I did take that leap and, you know, was lucky enough to get accepted. And in my first year, I, I did quite well. I sold, you know, $100,000. Right. The main thing is there was a limit when I was working. I was actually working at the golf course that summer before as well. So I'd get up 4.30 in the morning and go to the golf course for about 5.30, work from, you know, 6 to 12. And then I'd go work for my dad from 12 to pretty much whenever he said I was done. So, um, you know, there was, a, there was a limit to, I guess, financial growth there. You know, yeah. I was getting paid $15 from my dad, $11 at the golf course. Uh, but more importantly, there was a limit on personal growth as well. So I wasn't doing everything I was when I was running my own business my first year. I was, you know, just doing the labor. I would be in constant communication with my dad who owns the business when I was doing the landscaping. But, you know, I wasn't doing everything I was doing when I was actually owning and running my first year business. So um, it just, in terms of personal growth, it wasn't like running my own business. So any, everything from, you know, the marketing, the recruiting, the sales that I learned in my first year, uh, I always saw what like, being under the same roof as my dad who owns this business. I saw that going on, but by actually doing it, I never got that full experience, which I did get in my first year. And then going back to the, the financial standpoint, you know, working 14 hours a day doing those labor jobs, you know, I was probably capped off at about $200 a day. Whereas now I have my own crews running, you know, I coach them and uh, I can make, you know, a lot, a lot more money than that. So both the personal development and the financial growth was, uh, was I guess, stellar in my first year. Well, that's fantastic. And so, so I know, you know, certainly you're one of our top performers, Mac, and, and I know you, you know, with a bunch of our top performers. So what do you think top performers do differently? Oh, that's a great question. Again, it's to put it simply, top performers are absolutely obsessed with the process, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they find, they find their unique ability, which I heard from, uh, from you in the past training this, this right. past year and in a couple of weeks ago in January. And the unique ability is not only finding, you know, what you're great at, but what you love being great at. So I did, I did a hundred thousand dollars in my first year. Last year, my second year, I did, uh, just about 250, um, $250,000. And one thing I really realized is I found my unique ability, which was sales. And right. not that I'm, you know, I find myself really great at sales, but I, I love being great at sales. Right. So we're actually uh, adding another production manager this year as well. And I just really, really want to focus on sales because, you know, finding that unique ability in, in top performers, it allows your businesses to grow so, so much because I, I believe that I can get better at production um, and you know, it's not my best right now, but it's just that I don't love doing it as much as I love doing sales. So finding that unique ability and uh, doing what you love is, and, and are great at would, is you know, huge growth in terms of top performers in their business. So we're going to add another production manager. I have two production managers that are going to, our, our goal is actually increased to 500. Oh, all right. So I'm going to put that out there on the pod. Uh, I did talk to Amir. I did a phone call with Amir not too long ago, who was the top operator last year. And, um, you know, he, he really put it in my mind, just having that mindset and looking at the horizon with the goal. And, and in both years, it was our production that was the cap of how much our business could be in revenue. So both years, we had to stop selling just because we were so overwhelmed with production. And it's just that you know, I'm not an expert at production yet. And I want to coach both my production manager, Zach Jennings, who produced for me last year. And he 
sold some jobs as well, as well as my new production manager, Jake Zagoras. Um, they're actually both living here with me in Kingston. And I just want to coach them so that I can keep selling and that you know production is no longer our limit to success in terms of revenue. So in terms, like to answer your question, I just think it's finding that unique ability that, you know, something that you're great at, but you love being great at and just really focusing on that and then coaching people to do not necessarily what you aren't great at, uh, but also what you just don't enjoy doing as much. It's just having that passion to, to really strive in the area where you are great at. I think that's so powerful. And, you know, one of the things is, is I think a lot of times people have a hard time admitting I'm just not as good at that, you know? And so, so for me, and, and people find it hard also to be vulnerable and I need you. Like for me, like I need, our business would not be nearly as successful as if, if I didn't have the amazing administrators in our team, like Stephanie and Natalie and, and um, Kasturi. And then my, my, my partner, our CEO, Helen, um, it just no way our business would be as strong if I didn't have those people who accentuate my gifts. Absolutely. Um, and it, and it's a lot of, a lot of leaders have a hard time, Mac, just, just saying, I'm just not as good at that. Uh, you know, I'm just, and that's one thing I think are the successful people do. I'm not as good. And so I need to recruit for it. I need to really, I need you, Zach. I need you, you know, whomever to really come play a key role in my business. And, and, and it does take vulnerability to do that and authenticity. And, and guess what? A lot of times people feel like when you, when you're vulnerable, People will, I know, take advantage. But I've always found that that no, it, it, it draws people closer. Oh, I'm needed by Chris. He's up to something. I want to be on his team, right? And of course, then you've got to compensate them. You've got to reward them. You've got to care for them. You've got to think highly of them. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and it's all it's all worth it too, right? Like if I, you know, I need those people because I. I I'm not as great at that sort of thing, and just don't enjoy doing it, which. When, when they know that and they know that I need them, it just makes their you know, job or role in the business seem so much more valuable. And yeah. of course, like you said, rewarding them is, is just part of it. And yeah. I'm so happy to do that because it just allows me to do what I want to do. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and we're and again, we're just way better in teams. Like that's that's part of it is as well. Is is like, you know, and again, I, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs think they're fiercely independent and I need to do this myself. No, 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 no. Or I guess yes, but but how do we really grow and how do we make our life rock and have lots of happy Tuesdays is is by <laughs> focusing on unique ability and things we love. So how do you see things differently or how did you see things differently after your first year's experience? Yeah. So I think um, just in terms of like handling stress and it's not so much handling stress, there's, there's two main things. It's what could I do to not necessarily avoid that stress coming up, but you know, decrease the trigger to stress. And then okay. also when that comes is what, like, what am I going to do about what happened? So the main thing in my, in my first year is I was constantly dwelling on what happened. Like I'd spend forever and it happens in school too with tests. I, I look at, you know, I come back home from a test and I'd be constantly thinking about the questions like, what did I got on this one? What did I get on this one? Am I going to pass this test? What kind of grade am I going to get? So I'd spend so much time focused around that and right. it's, just, it's in the past. So not necessarily that you completely ignore it, 
but that you, you think about it. I think about it for a short period of time now. And right. what could I have done to, you know, prevent this happening? How could I have been more prepared? Um, a lot of the time, you know, I spent, well, we'll use the test as an example. Uh, I'll spend a lot of time at the, you know, the first content and then I won't have enough time to get to the rest. And then, you know, the second half of the test doesn't go too well. So it, I spent a little bit of time with that, but I mainly find the solution so we can, Related to the business as well is if you know if I get an angry text from a client because something didn't go as planned, now I'm not dwelling on that and thinking, oh, what? Not I still do. I still do because it is important to reflect on what what I what could have happened to you know prevent this sort of conflict. But as you and I both know uh, now that well for me now is that this conflict can only bring a relationship closer together. And I just think about the solution now. I'm, I'm more solution oriented than, than dwelling on the past. So I, again, I think for a brief second about how it could have been avoided, but spent most of my time creating a solution. And uh, for me, that has just been so much more effective because I'm not wasting all that time. Right. And, and it's just, there's only so much you can do to like, you can't really change what happened, right? You change what happens next. So I'm much more focused on the solution and the future to uh, to kind of solve that problem. Well, that's great, Mac. And, and one of the things I would have uh, you look at, because yeah. it works for me and our and our young leaders listening, is is when things happen in the past and we're stuck on them. To me, what happens for me is I haven't forgiven myself. Yeah, I'm just upset at myself that I let that happen, and you know, it's good to take that energy. And then, like you said, let's figure out a new process so that that won't happen as much or, you know, cause, cause one thing that's going to happen as you mentioned, of course, things are going to go wrong. And then it's like, okay, what could I do differently? Let's see if I can, you know, coach the team better or what did I miss or, or, you know, but, but we have to forgive ourselves. And that's, and that's what, that's what I've learned more and more over the years is, is I just have to forgive myself. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I can't be perfect. There I am trying to be perfect again. That doesn't work, you know? So, so, so that's, that's a really great insight, you know, just again, taking that energy and moving forward. Hey leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. I got to tell you, um, I really loved about your last year. So you grew your business from $100,000 to $250,000, which is amazing. But what really amazed me and so pleased me um, is, is that you felt you learned more in your second year of business than in your first. And I can never recall in 
the over 30 years I've been doing this that I ever had that feedback. And I'm just um, so excited by that. Um, and I'm hoping um, that other people are going to give me that feedback. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for that feedback, but, yeah. but they really will feel that feedback. And so how are you seeing this coming year uh, with regards to, to learning and developing yourself? Yeah. So I think the main thing is I, I learned more my second year than my first year to create more success in my business. Obviously my first year, you know, I didn't know a lot at all, but in terms of success, I just felt like what I was doing in my first year was just a lot less effective. Mm -hmm. And I learned from that and applied it to my second year. Uh, the other thing too, is I had two different coaches. I had a different coach in my first year and a different coach in my second year. So they both, you know, had different feedback for me, different advice and different coaching styles. And that really, really helped in my second year because I had input from both and both very, very different coaches. Yeah. Um, so I learned how to be more effective in specific areas of my business. So my first year, you know, I was, was learning all about, you know, the painting and the marketing and the scheduling, but I learned that to an extent that didn't, in terms of revenue success, it, it generated only so much for me. In my second year, I realized, I slightly realized what I was good at uh, after my first year, which, which has still been sales um, and marketing and just, you know, pretty much just building relationships with people. So that's when I decided to hire a production manager. Right. And uh, because I did realize that our, our success in terms of revenue was limited to our production once again. Right. Um, and then in my second year, I also learned a lot about conflict management. So we had a lot more jobs, we had a lot more relationships. Uh, with that came more conflict. And I, and I learned a lot more about that conflict management, um, which again, one of my strong suits, I guess you could say, is, right. is having those relationships. So conflict comes with that. And then after my second year, we were, we were talking about pretending what you don't know. Right. And I, I really, really, really thought that was a, a really good point. Um, and it's just that if you relate to business, I guess I can give a couple of examples is, you know, a client that directly doesn't say that something's going on, but you can kind of insinuate that and you're pretending you don't know. So yes. you're leaving all that for the end of the job. And then there's just this big bomb that blows up in your face because you just pretended you didn't know along the way. So I really took that and it happens with everything. It could happen, you know, with, with employees, if, if somebody seems like they're really, you know, from Monday to Tuesday are not having, you know, a, a great time at work, they seem like they're really down. You're pretending you don't know that. And by the end of the week, you know, you have an employee that is quitting yes. and with something that you could have dealt with much, much sooner. So Zach and I, um, we really, really, we tell that to each other a lot. Actually, we say, awesome. I say, Hey Zach, what are you pretending you don't know? Um, and it really, really works because it, you know, it just generates ideas in your mind of like, what exactly am I just putting off right now or ignoring that I could tackle right now, which in the future would just benefit me so much. So that is something that I really want to apply to my business this year. Um, and in terms of this year, just learning even more is that I have now found my unique ability for sure. Uh, yeah. I hired another production manager. So this year, Last year, I didn't plan to be on the job site a lot. Uh, I still was. Mm -hmm. I want to hire that other production manager, and they'll tackle even more production for me. 
Uh, Zach will continue to do production and I'm just going to really focus on just relationships in general. So I will be on the job site, just building that relationship yeah. with the customer. I, you know, in terms of sales, I uh, just want to really, really further those relationships as well. Marketing, I'm doing all that, but finding that unique ability will allow me, I think, to just learn all that much more about one about sales and then one about coaching. So I'm really just going to delegate every, all the production over to my production managers. And I think that will, I believe again, will allow me to learn even more this year. Um, just, just in terms of, you know, being absolutely obsessed with the business so that I can put everything I don't really, really enjoy, uh, aside to my production managers. That's fantastic. And just, just so everyone, everyone understands, um, you know, Susan Scott, um, fierce conversations. One of the great questions she, she, she has is what are you pretending not to know? And it, it really is a powerful coaching question. It's a powerful question to ask ourselves, you know, again, are we stepping away from things that, that, that we shouldn't and, and that we should really, again, with our customers, with important relationships in our life, uh, whatever it is to, 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 to identify things that are kind of in our blind spot. We're really not, we're, 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 we're faking ourselves out. There's an issue and, and we're not dealing with it. So that's, that's awesome. So um, could you have seen yourself here 20 months ago? You know, on the verge of running a five hundred thousand dollar business, where the goal yeah. is to run a five hundred thousand dollar business. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't. Uh, I've always had big, big, ambitious goals. In terms of having that five hundred thousand dollar goal and to do it in eight months, no, absolutely not. I did not see myself here. Um, more importantly, though, I think in terms of personal growth mindset and just pers overall perspective. I didn't see myself here and I know I have a long way to go. And I think that's where I'm going to grow most this yeah. year is just the mindset. And I think I have the mindset and perspective. And now it's just in terms of personal growth, it takes a lot of, lot of action to really set that in. So I think in terms of personal growth, I'm going to grow a lot this year. And the biggest thing is just taking responsibility for absolutely everything, which we talked about, Chris. And it's not, essentially being given responsibility, but it's actually taking it. And it's not for the extrinsic appearance of taking the responsibility. It's mainly for, you know, mainly for myself to hold myself accountable. You know, what could I have done? Am I out of integrity here? Or could have I, could I have had, had an impact on the unintended result? And just realizing that and reflecting on it. But again, relating it back to what I said earlier, just not dwelling on those. It's mainly, you know, find that solution, but taking responsibility is, I find is just the first, I guess, kickstart to actually solving those problems. So yes, I was out of integrity here. Um, you know, what could I have done to prevent this to an extent? And right. then more importantly, what am I going to do to solve this problem? Um, and I think for me having that, like taking that responsibility, it's just super, super important for that. Um, so I think I, right now I have the mindset, I have the perspective. I just need to act on it a lot more. Like I know, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it now. And I think to answer your question, I know I did not see myself, you know, with the goal of running a $500,000 business, but I also didn't see myself having this perspective at this age and this mindset. And, um, now through my goal of $500,000 acting on the, that mindset and perspective and hopefully just 
the personal growth will will further um, like a lot more. Yeah, yeah. No, one thing one thing I know uh, we share in the program is all all business problems are personal problems. You know, yeah. all you know, it's like we grow as people, our businesses grow. You know, we grow our awareness, we grow our our strengths, our capabilities, our businesses grow. So, so it's really wonderful to, for you to be getting this. Uh, at such a young age and, 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 and really, really working on it. So, you know, yeah. anything you'd like to share with the young leaders on the podcast? Yeah. So um, one thing that we do while marketing, which I find it can be almost applicable to all aspects of life. Oh, yeah. just, uh, Chris loves this part, but we knock on a door and uh, my production manager, who's also does some sales or myself immediately when um, the person on the other side of the door opens it, we'd say happy Tuesday for, for today or whatever day it is. It's happy Friday, happy Sunday, whatever day it is. And it just really kickstarts that conversation because yeah. no one really is expecting that. Yeah. So you know, you're not just another person coming up to that door. I'll, I'll talk about marketing for a second. Not another person just coming up to that door. You're doing something sort of unique and it's just a super friendly way to engage in conversation. Um, yeah. And unique, like I said, because now you're separating yourself from a lot of other people that would be, you know, knocking on that door that wouldn't wouldn't normally say that. It's it's kind of a goofy thing to say, but it yeah. really, you know, when you initiate a, like a little bit of a smile or a laugh, um, the conversation is just so much more engaging and fluid. And yeah. even applying that to like other aspects in life, it's just you know, engaging conversations are you know what everybody wants in a conversation and just from that first impression, it, it makes the conversation that much more engaging and fluent. And, and I think that it's really powerful in terms of that. So I think every, like what everybody should know is relationships are everything. I know you and I, Chris, both believe in that. And I know conversation has a lot to do with that. So just having those powerful conversations and being engaged in it and asking lots of questions. I know when Govin, uh, who's been on this podcast, was yeah. at our uh, January training, he was talking about that. The best questions are those that, well, the best conversations are those with lots of questions and the best questions are the questions with lots of follow-up questions. Yeah. So I think um, in terms of our, our leaders of tomorrow and what I want to share, it's that having those powerful conversations are just so valuable and, you know, being fully engaged, asking lots of questions and, overall just enjoying the conversation will just create those relationships which will have a huge impact in life yeah no and it's a it really is a fun game that you play the happy tuesday thing and i know yeah. you started our podcast before we started with happy tuesday yeah. it made me laugh but and i know something that i do on a regular basis is the simple question how are you you know and it's fantastic amazing yeah. and it always catch but not always but regularly catches people and they're like look differently at you they smile they you know and it's and 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 sometimes i'll say well that's just a standard answer that's how i'm starting you know and then yeah. maybe it's not so amazing but that's what i'm telling you and and it just it it sparks a conversation it's it's interesting it's fun and um and again it it, it puts people um more at ease right when you when you when you kind of when you you know Act differently, um, and 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 certainly as well uh, when when you're thinking about hey, what can I feel happy about? Why is it amazing? Then you're way more likely to to have those feelings and 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 feeling, you know, uh, 
feeling powerful and 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 feeling successful as 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 we should as uh, you know living living where we live in North America, etc. So, um, so so final question, um, you know, Mac, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I think of somebody who wants to do more and is just absolutely driven to not necessarily a not a specific thing, but something that they absolutely love that will have an impact on others as well as themselves. So um, for me, I'm just going to talk about university for a second. Sure. I came to university and I wanted to uh, actually be a dentist. And I'm in kinesiology here in my third year. And I, I came with the you know ambition of getting stellar grades, going to school for eight years and becoming a dentist. I've always been I've always been very money motivated, I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's, I feel like that's part of the reason I wanted to be a dentist. Um, and that's why I went into the sciences. And then immediately when I got, I got, uh, well, I was in class and I heard about student works and I went to all the meetings and heard about it and then eventually applied and was lucky enough to get accepted. I went to the January training. I thought, wow, this is, this is amazing. Like I, I can't believe this is happening right now. Went through my preseason from January to April. Uh, really enjoyed marketing. Um, really enjoyed recruiting. And then went through my summer and found that being a business owner and having the ability to essentially do what I want and, and kind of tackle things as I'd like to and, and having that freedom is something that I never really thought of before. And now I feel like the sky's almost the limit. Right. Leading it back to leaders of tomorrow, it's, I think it's not necessarily that I, I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. It's just that I've had that mindset transition now that I'm really, really into business and having, you know, the freedom and ability to pretty much start whatever and having the impact on others. So I think in terms of leaders of tomorrow, it's, it's finding that, finding that passion. I'm absolutely obsessed with what I'm doing now. And I think it is having a large impact on a lot of people, whether it's my employees, you know, my, my production managers, my, my customers, um, or even just people watching. People, you know, I remember, you know, being at, at Thanksgiving dinner and people find it amazing what we do. And my cousin was asking me about it and he generally told me that he was so, so, so inspired by what I was doing. So not even people that I, you know, am doing jobs for, booking jobs for, not people that are necessarily working for me, but people that are also just talking to me and, and watching, they're right. being super inspired. So I think it's doing something that you're absolutely passionate about and having an impact on others around you would be a leader of tomorrow. Well, hey, fantastic. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just... Uh, so excited for all the progress that you you you've made in 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 your with yourself with your business and i want to acknowledge you for for again just the uh the the energy the positivity and the commitment that you bring to your clients and your your team well done mac thank you so much chris and thank you for having me on the podcast i've i've been listening for a while and <laughs> i got when i got the text that uh you were interested in having me on i was i was stoked so i pretty much uh you know, I ran up and knocked on every door in the house and told everybody. And Zach was almost just as excited as I was, so I think he's happy to and excited to listen to it. Well, fantastic! Well, well done, and uh, and we'll we'll see we'll see you at the next training, and if, if not, talking to you sooner. Talk to you Absolutely. soon.
Thank you, Chris. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.